Welcome to Talk Theory. It's your host, Kiara Barnes, where I talk all things life, what makes us human, and what makes us superhuman. Sit back, relax, and join me for a chat. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Talk Theory Podcast. (laughs) I'm just in one of those moods again, folks. I... It, I can't keep blaming this on eating chocolate. I really can't. It's just... Anyway, okay. <laughs> Stay focused. Thank you for being um, a listener. I hope everyone's... Luna says, hey, if you hear some meows in the background, she wants to sit for this, uh, for this uh, podcast. She's really clingy today, and I kind of love that. Yeah. Okay. All right, girl. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to quiet down, though. Um, okay. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing good this holiday season. Friendly reminder. Okay, we're getting really close to our release date for Fantasy Island. We are dropping our second season on January second on Fox. Next day on Hulu. It is coming up so soon. So get ready and. Uh, Put that on your schedule, okay? I'm really excited about it. Um, We have a lot of good episodes, and it's just they did such a good job this season. I can't wait to see the finished project. product. Ooh, okay. I am like, I don't know what this hyper energy is, but it's fine because I am hyped about today's topic. Um, So today's topic. I want to talk about trusting your intuition. That gut feeling, that little voice in your head. Personally, I believe, this is just me, but I believe everyone has the ability to tap into this. We all have an inner compass that is self-guiding and it's just about if we tune it in, really. You know, do we tune it out or tune it in? Are we really going to listen to it or not? And I feel like when we're younger, that's when it's at its strongest. And then as we grow older as adults, it definitely weakens. We just, we get so influenced by society, social groups, fears, et cetera. And it quiets down the whole internal guide within um talking example actually for to to show you guys how when we're younger that intuition is strong i have an example slash story for this this happened a while back like years and years and years ago but me and my family it's the where we ended up in the story is very telling of how long ago this was. Me and my family had met up at Blockbuster. Um, Shout out if you know what that is or remember what that was. Uh, If you don't, it was essentially Netflix. (laughs) The explanation of this, but it was in, in a store. Okay, so 
you'd go in there and just decide what it is that you want to watch with the family. And if I'm if I'm actually not mistaken, I swear, I think you could even rent a few video games if you really wanted to. I, I feel like I did. I feel like I, I definitely got, like, begged my mom to get, like, some kind of cheer game or, like, Barbie game or something <laughs> while we're at Blockbuster. Um, but anyway, primarily, it was known as the place to grab a movie to rent or to buy. And lovely place. Very nostalgic for me to even think about. Um, But anyhow, it was me, my mom, dad, and uh, the three of my brothers, the whole gang together. I can't really remember why, but I think it was me and my dad and one of my brothers in his car, and then my two other brothers were with my mom. And we must have been driving somewhere and, and met up there. Either way, we had picked out this movie. And we're all getting back into our, our cars to head back home. And all of a sudden, my the youngest brother, he starts freaking out. He's like crying and hollering. And, you know, they're trying to figure out what the heck, why are you losing your marbles right now and then he's starts saying that he wants to have his car seat moved his car seat moved to the other side of the car so for context of or even like visualization if you will of what the car was it was a yukon so there was you know you have your driver's seat the passenger seat then there's two seats behind and then another three seats in the back so his car seat was, you know, r- directly behind my mom, the driver, her seat. Um, and he sat on the left side and he was crying to have it moved to the chair opposite of him on the right of the car. So finally, my mom, I think she just was like, oh, my freaking gosh, I cannot drive any further without moving this freaking car seat because... No, (laughs) with the yelling and screaming. And so they do it. They change his car seat to the other side of the car. And then the crying stops. He's completely fine. All that hollering and whatnot is done. So we're like, okay, thank goodness. Like, dude, chill. So anyway, we start to head home. And I'm in my dad's car. We're behind my mom. And they start going through the screen light and then, bam, a car slams into the Yukon. And guess what side it slammed into? Yeah, the left side (laughs) where his car seat was. Okay. Talk about being in tune. Kids are just so honest and truthful about everything they feel even if they even if they try to tell a lie their eyes one tell it all or they confess pretty soon after (laughs) they can't help it they don't have that need to really understand like pleasing someone or or the idea of feeling shame or, or letting someone down just yet at that age so 
you know, my little brother had no shame yelling and hollering like that. <laughs> he was like, y'all are going to freaking hear me and move my seat. He made it known because he could sense something. And I don't know, look, like I don't know if he necessarily knew that a crash was going to happen, but all he knew was the feeling was enough for him to make sure he was in the other seat. There was no other question for that. Like he just trusted. The feeling was enough. The feeling was enough. Mm, I don't know. That just kind of hit me like in a different way. I'm going to have to think on that a little more. The feeling was enough. Um, But like I said, I think as we grow older, we have to relearn these kinds of things, these feelings. It's funny because you think as you get older, because you're, you're, you are taking in more information, your processing ability is more developed than it was when you were way younger. So you can retain maybe a little more, or at least the understanding of how things work. But in all reality, you're doing a lot of the unlearning as well. A lot of deprogramming once you get to your adult years. And you have to think of it this way. Humans are not perfect. (laughs) We're very flawed. But that's on purpose. That's on purpose. There's no one perfect on this planet. And it's a good thing, really, because it creates new. It creates questions. Things that are flawed actually help create expansion because you start asking questions and you have to imagine that depending on who you're around who you're learning from whether that be teachers parents siblings friends co-workers they aren't always going to be teaching you or showing you the right thing all the time and even the right thing is up for debate, depending on who you are and what you believe personally. And that's kind of where it gets complicated. Because you start talking, sorry, you start taking all these learned behaviors from other people developing a particular version of you, but it's not even necessarily you. But because of happenstance of neighborhood, school, upbringing, family, now you've created a version or identity of you that fits within that realm, that realm of a version of you. Like, for example, I used to think I, used to think I wanted to be a lawyer <laughs> because there were a few lawyers in my family that I thought, oh, well, they're cool and... You know, I'd taken a few law classes in high school, and so that became my thing for, like, a year. And then I met some other people, and they were into the idea of, like, teaching. So then I was like, oh, maybe I want to become a teacher. And then I went to college and took classes in sociology and psychology and thought, oh, my gosh, I think I want to go into social work or possibly get into the business of becoming a therapist. I mean, really. (laughs) And I've talked about this and said this on numerous occasions about the pressure of having to find a lifetime job, occupation, career, whatever, in high school or even 
in college like bro okay at like 21 you're just legal to to drink do you really think <laughs> these young 21 year olds at that age where they're just getting freaking access to alcohol legally that they know what the heck they want to be for the rest of their lives. Like, get out of here. I'm sorry, but that's another topic. <laughs> anyway, my point being is <clears throat> there were so many outside influences determining what it was that I wanted to do with my life. When actuality, my gut feeling, my intuition was always telling me to be in film. To be a performer, I should say, really. Something within the art realm. Where I can express myself through acting, through music, through writing. Always, 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 always. Since I was a kid, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Like, I... Truly, that has always been my thing. It only shifted, okay, because of the people that I surround myself. Once you, you know, you're like, your true intentions and dreams or whatever as a child versus like as you get older and then people start telling you, oh, you need to be practical. Oh, you need to get serious. You got to have a plan B. And... I don't know who Billy Bob Joe was right there, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you're young, anyone above age of you or in a position of authority or whatever it may be, you're looking up to them for advice, right? So if they're just like, oh, do this, this, and that, and telling you what to do, you're going to be young and, and, and follow them that because you haven't you haven't gotten that uh confidence back where you're just like undeniable about it and that is something that I've just like I said I've always always wanted to be in deep down I knew even when I was saying that I wanted to be a lawyer or wanted to be a teacher deep down I always wanted to be in entertainment so shout out because we're doing it Okay, uh, but <laughs> that switch of belief, like I said, it didn't hit until I started getting more comfortable with myself, more confident to tell my friends, my parents without any fear that that's what I loved, you know, that's the path I wanted to choose. And once you get to the point where you stop guiding your life or your decisions off of what others feel about you, or for you is a transformative place for you to be. Especially when it comes to listening to your intuition. And, you know, this is the best way actually to strengthen your voice. Is by listening to your first thought more and more. But this is an interesting question because I've been asked this before. And the question is, how do you know if it's really your intuition or if it's like an intrusive thought? How do I separate the, 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 you know, the goods from the bads in the sense of the static, 
the thoughts that are just not, you know, productive? And that's a great question. Particularly if your brain is set up like mine, where you know you got a few topics of thought going on at once at all times. And this is how I really use my discernment to know one, how does it make you how does it make me feel? How does this thought make me feel? Is this coming from a place of love? Or fear? Is this is the decision going to harm me or anyone else? Because if it's an intuitive thought, which let's define intuitive real quick, or, or I guess intuition even for, for that matter. Intuition is defined by, by Google as the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. To me, understanding something immediately to know what de- decision to make, listening to that first thought without having to invite outside sources to back up or support. It, it's just, this is what I'm saying from that definition, what it means to me. It's truly just a sense, a sense Kind of like your spider, you know, what is it? Your spider senses are tingling? Like that? Yeah, Spider-Man, you you all know what I'm talking about. It's just a sense. That's like his intuition. (laughs) His superpower is his intuition. And um, again, okay, this is just, that what I was breaking down is my opinion. But because to me, intuition has to do with your mind and body already knowing what to do and having the ability to make a decision in an instance. Right? Like my little brother. Instance. And of course, it's going to choose the decision you best fit for when when you're going off intuition, safety-wise. Okay? Because over the duration of your life, your mind and body have collected enough information, data, subconsciously and consciously of what outcomes suit you the best. So when you're working with your intuition, you're really working with your mind and your body. Like trusting that your body has gathered enough information to guide you through whatever in the moment. The human mind and body is actually incredible the amount of information that we are able to just store within us is truly mind-boggling to me circling back if you're trying to decide whether it's your intuition or or if it's intrusive like i said pay attention to the feeling or even just ask yourself you know These simple questions. Is this safe? Is it going to hurt me? Physically, emotionally, is it going to hurt anyone else? Is this actually going to benefit me? Is this coming from a loving place or coming from fear? 
just by asking yourself a few of those questions, one or two of those at least, you'll know pretty soon after if it's your intuition speaking or an intrusive thought masking as intuitive. And over time, the more you do that, you won't have to ask those questions. Because now I don't, I don't, I haven't done that in a while. But when I first started practicing this, I did that all the time. I would ask those questions to double check. And when I tell you, you'll just know, you'll just know. It's like you've unlocked your spidey sense, right? Like I was talking, your your sense within. It's like very Matrix-like, you know? This unlocking of this other side of you. Um, another friend of mine also brought up a great fun way to strengthen this as well. And he said that he started getting playful with it. If he was stopped at a light and he got the feeling to go through the parking lot next to him, he'd just trust the feeling and go. Not really knowing if, oh, is this going to add more time? What if something happens in the park? Just go, just go. Or he even said when he's at home and he's looking like, for example, if he's going to go out somewhere, got to go outside, he's looking for a jacket. He picks the very first one that comes to thought rather than second guessing himself and then trying to sort through options. And he kind of laughed and was like, oh, I feel kind of silly for it. But I corrected him and just said, no, that's, that's literally exactly how you strengthen your intuition. Your gut instinct, whatever you want to call it, it's by, you, you only strengthen that by getting comfortable with your everyday. So that when there is a moment of bigger decision, it actually doesn't take a lot to know what to do, which is pretty cool. I've had, I've had, actually now I think about it, a lot of situations where I just, it was very, I knew exactly what to do, just off of my gut instinct. And ultimately, you'll, you'll see by the results. How many times, (laughs) how many times have you made a decision or even, you know, I don't know, playing a game, a quiz or something, and you're trying to guess the answer. The answer in your head comes up. You teeter, choose a different answer, and seconds later, seconds later, it's revealed that it was your first initial thought. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> I've done that. It's happened a bunch of times. So, You'll always know in the result anyway. So really, either way, it's going to help you listen to your intuition more. Because you'll be able to look back at how you originally felt in the moment to know whether or not that was the right decision. And it's really a journey, you know? The more you get in tune with yourself, the more in tune you will be in general. I am walking, living proof of that, babes, like... Definitely. Tapping into my intuition and just listening to my own internal compass, I've changed my life in the best way. Best way. (laughs) I've found friends I didn't necessarily think I I would have found. 
I've tried new yummy foods that I, I now love. I've had some of the best experiences, best laughs, great moments just by going off a feeling. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it is. It's because it is. <laughs> it's because it is. You know, uh, just going off a feeling to know what direction to head to and, and what to do. So, you know, be easy with yourself in this process. Honestly, the more fun you have with it, the less daunting it will, it will feel. You know, it's, it's a practice thing. Um, so try those things, you know. It, like, like my friend, you know, it, you can start with little feelings or thoughts throughout your day about what you want to wear or what you want to listen to music-wise and just turning that on. Have fun with it. Okay, so today's theory of the week is this. The voice within your heart will always speak volumes over the static in your head. The voice within your heart will always speak volumes over the static in your head. Remember that. Okay? Intuition, intuition, intuition. Stay close to that. You'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. All right, peoples. I love you very, very much. Remember again, Fantasy Island Season 2 premieres January 2nd on Fox. That's my reporter voice. On Fox. Next day on Hulu. (laughs) I'll see you all there. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you um, in the next episode next week. Talk soon. Kate, love you. Bye.